say it, ah. It's not oo or we or ox. It's ah. Um, first of all, before I even ask how you started making music together, where did the name come from? <laughs> the name ah? So we just changed our name. Mm-hmm. Um, from it used to be Fahrenheit 808 and that was just like a joke that I came up with because I thought it was funny and I was we were like oh let's just name our duo that and then mm-hmm. I was like okay we have to make come up with a serious name so we've been we'd been thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and then one day I was just like ah I was literally just sitting there and I was just like I just kind of wrote it down I just went O-U-X and I was like yeah <laughs> like, I, like I'm not even kidding. I was like, "Oh, that's perfect!" And then I showed it to Manet, yeah. and I was like, "Does this one work?" Finally, and Manet was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and that was the consensus. So. Amazing. Yeah, it's like I I was like, "Oh yeah, French vowels." Like that's literally. I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, "Okay, like what about some French vowels?" I was like, <laughs> so I was trying to think of a play on words, and at first I was like, "Obvious," and then I was like, "No, just ah, ah." Mm-hmm. Ah, I like it. <laughs> um, so what? Okay, now I'll backtrack. How did the two of you start making music together? Uh, we started dating, <laughs> and yeah. then sometimes it'd be like that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the music just came naturally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we well, we met because we were in music school together, oh. and. Um, so we were in a world like a world history like music history class mm-hmm. and um this is this is like our calling story is um the it was like the first day and the teacher or professor asks everyone to like identify an interval on the piano and he just goes over and plays a major sixth and, and it's we, we, not all music majors because it's like a music history class yeah so oh, okay. i mean we're, yeah we're just literally like the only two people who like know we're like actual anything. music majors i think <laughs> And not like music minors or like just people taking the class for a cultural like credit. Like, yeah. Right. So. And we both did it, said it at the same time. Yeah. We were both like major six and we looked at each other and we were like, yeah. <laughs> game organized game. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's sort of the, that's like a music school like class equivalent of like if somebody drops something and then you both try to like. Pick it, it up. And yeah. Touch and you're like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Your knowledge of intervals. Yeah. <laughs> you in the in the violin section drops bow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just reach for it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. um, so you started dating, and then you uh, you found you were into like the same kinds of music, were inspired by the same kinds of music. Definitely, but like also wildly different musics, mm-hmm. and that was just like. <laughs> We're fixing Manet's uh, microphone holding technique. <laughs> also, wildly different musics. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what were what were some of the the artists and, and bands that inspired each of you? Um, so, we both listened to a lot of like My Chemical Romance when we were kids, mm-hmm. and we were both in like punk bands and stuff like that for a long time, and just like grungy stuff and noise stuff and stuff like that, and then. As we got older and more like adulty, we started listening to more laid back, sad boy music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we both listened to a lot of Frank Ocean and a lot of like Childish Gambino, but like Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and that's what we started listening to at first for that. And then we listened to like, I mean, just like a lot of jazz too. Yeah. And I mean, we I've been like Latin a jazz, jazz student for like a long time mm-hmm. and... Um, 
I I was always in love with like Coltrane and like I always did like I actually had a little project that I called Giant Steps, which is just a play on the words of Giant Steps, but it's J Y. And so it was like like everything that I was learning in school plus everything I was doing like in my punk bands and I just like they just ended up meshing together and it was mm-hmm. it was too much. <laughs> it was too much for everyone involved and I'm glad it's over, but like it was really <laughs> It was like really influential because I was like listening to like a lot of Dinosaur Jr., but then also a lot of John Coltrane, but then also like, um, like pop like Frank Ocean or um, shoot, I like literally it spanned like all, like a bunch of people that were like popular at the moment, like, yeah. um, and just like being a part of like musical culture in Chicago too. Like a lot of my favorite bands ended up just being people I knew from like shows. Mm-hmm. And it kind of changed, yeah, it just, like, became more, like, people, like, can't quote because no one knows who they are. (laughs) (laughs) They're so obscure. (laughs) It's, like, too obscure because, like, the only show that they've played is, like, me and a few friends. And so I'm, like, oh. still awesome. Still awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, that's kind of, like. Like, there are, like, the macro influences and the micro influences mm-hmm. for both mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. And we also, like, lived in wildly different places. Because, like, Monet uh, grew up here um, for her whole life. Um, and I grew up in California and Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we both went to music school at first in California, in out just outside of L.A. And I stayed there for two years. Monet only went there for one year and then came back up here and started going to school at Columbia and so I moved up here to just finish out at Columbia so so yeah like Chicago is still pretty new to me I've only been here for like a year and a couple months so so yeah at first we were just making music long distance and sending each other tracks Mm -hmm. so it's I mean it's one of the best things about like the internet basically anymore is like being able to collaborate with people from a distance Right, mm-hmm. and it makes long-distance relationships easier, too. Oh, my God. Where Absolutely. it's just, like, we can actually correspond and, like, see each other's faces, like, yeah. every day still, you know. Imagine, like, the letter-writing days. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, God. that would have been super rough. It's just, like, are they still alive? Has somebody, like, I don't know, kidnapped them and is writing letters on their behalf? Like, you don't know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. did they die of typhus? Really <laughs> did they die of typhus? <laughs> 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 Dysentery? I, I'm glad that we're sort of on the same level of like jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Something could have happened. Uh, <laughs> it tells you how good I am in like long distance relationships. <laughs> but um, okay, so I was gonna ask. So, uh, so have you guys mainly done your performing here, or have you done a lot of performing in LA as well? Or um, so we actually never performed together in LA. Mm-hmm. We were just in like separate pro. Okay separate projects or um in just like doing solo work Mm because i played um like a lot of acoustic shows and like a lot of just like solo shows not like a lot but several because it's hard to play shows in la it's really hard to play shows Um, because yeah you have to be kind of a certain level of knowing people totally and And those people have to like want you in their clique yeah right so it's it's just like a two-way like hard street to run down absolutely yeah and but Manet opened for T-Pain, so... I mean, it was... Okay, so no. Okay, so story. Um, And I'm sure a lot of other, like, people who have done, like, Battle of the Bands, like, have this kind of, like, experience where 
like the prize for winning the Battle of the Bands is opening up for like the artist that comes to campus. Uh-huh. And um, that was just what happened. Like I was like, I was there for the for the only year I was there. I'm like, I, I can't do shit else except play music. So I'm just gonna make a band, do the Battle of the Bands and we won. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we went on and then a DJ went on and then T-Pain went on. Yeah. So technically, yes, I did open for T-Pain. You did. There's no, you, there's no technically. <laughs> like, you opened for T-Pain. Like, that was literally how they worded it on the posters. Yeah. Opening for Te- T-Pain. Technically. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no technically. Technically, <laughs> technically pain? pain? Is that what the T stands for? <laughs> That's all you need. You over T-Pain. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but, like, so did six other people. So, like, it's not really That's like fine. I they did. Can, they can also say that they opened for T-Pain. <laughs> they can, and they do. And the, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I know all of them personally. Well, and it's like I always I forget that like <laughs> ev- like ev- I'm always hesitant. I feel like to um, as a performer, like if I I get you know an opportunity that's really good or like I I if I was in that kind of a situation, mm-hmm. I would have a hard time also being like yes, I open for T Pain. Like, <laughs> I would also be like technically I open for T Pain, but like most so many other people are very willing to like kind of just like grab onto what they can mm-hmm. and so you just have to go around assuming like other people are going to be like i did this i did that like even if they like could probably qualify that like everybody has that where it's like they could qualify the um, the like really impressive things they've done with all these other like you know details that no one like it's fine you don't need to tell people those details yeah i think right. everything i did is not worth telling people so like i just don't say anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh my God. Come on. Adjustment. Uh, <laughs> time time to adjust your attitude. Honestly, it helps like with just like not like flying under the radar with people because then I just get to watch other people like make fools out of themselves and oh, I yeah. really enjoy that. <laughs> Damn. Watch people flounder. All right. All right. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Well, that's some Leo energy. Well, obviously. <laughs> Are we in Leo season right now? Yeah. Very yeah. tail end. Yeah. Manet just turned 21. Boom. So Manet's got big Leo energy yeah, right now. Yeah, big Leo energy. Yeah. Right. This is like the perfect time for you to be like all up in that that residency at Uncommon Ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, what are kind of your... I mean, we've talked about this a little bit already, but in terms of, like, Chicago versus the L.A. music scene, Mm -hmm. are you guys feeling a little more positive about the Chicago music scene? (laughs) It's it's so much easier to, like, actually collaborate with people. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, like, find cool people and talk to people. People are a lot more willing to just, like, share their projects with you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I like playing shows in L.A. because, like, the rare time that you, like, do get to, people are, like usually pretty nice and positive and it's still like a good experience but also it's just like a totally different dynamic because it's way harder to find people and the people you meet are like really lasting connections but they're also all like overwhelmingly and kind of terrifyingly talented and charismatic just to be able to play shows yeah and charisma is like right not Mm. that people aren't incredibly talented here because they absolutely are but like that kind of extra level of charisma and like showmanship like even just in regular everyday interactions is a little bit tricky yeah Yeah. to navigate Mm -hmm. and um i definitely enjoyed being out there i i miss it but i also like chicago a lot and i like how chicago has creatively developed me Mm -hmm. as well and it's like yeah it is easier to find places to perform and to like also 
find places to work and sound and stuff like that. The market isn't as like wholly saturated. It's pretty saturated. There's a lot of people here yeah. and a lot of creative people, but there's a lot of places to get your foot in the door too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's like, it's weird because I only have like the perspective of being here my entire life and got to spend a year in, in LA, like being a musician. And it was like completely different shift yeah. Because it ended up being like I wasn't playing shows, I was practicing. I was yeah. just sitting and practicing. Mm-hmm. And then I got one show and then I got one show after that and then that was it. Yeah. It was like playing playing music ends up taking on two totally different identities. Um it has more of that like incidental um like just like ephemeral quality. Mm-hmm. I felt in California was just like Oh, I'm just like it's just like a passive like I like I'm just creating a thing to color the time that I am existing here. Yes. And here it's like I am very focused on creating like a so- like a product <laughs> and uh-huh. giving that to people and performing that for people and like yeah. very much just like this is this is my craft, this is my art, this is my work. Mm-hmm. Like doing the whole thing about it yeah but like it yeah it was just a very it was very stark in that sense Mm -hmm. like the difference between playing la and here yeah and also just like the weird proximity thing in la actually like so like here i mean there have been two separate incidents where i've like almost hit a chicago rapper with my car because they've been like (laughs) texting and walk down the street No, but it's like, that's how you meet famous people, you know, like, like, well, yeah, no, like Rick Wilson was just walking out in the street on the West side. And I was like, wait, was that guy wearing Yeezys? And then I like, was like, oh, that was Rick Wilson. <laughs> Hi, Rick. You know? And then like. What an amazing progression of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there was like. Yeezys? And we were in Wicker Park one day and this guy like walked into the street while he was texting, like everybody in Wicker Park does. And I was like, right. wait a minute, is that Mick Jenkins? Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's that overcoat. But anyway, so like. <laughs> That's kind of like your run-ins with with fame here or like with people that are just like on the come up too where it's just like some of your friends come up like you know cold beaches like yeah. you've been playing a lot and like beach bunny and stuff like that mm-hmm. um like i have people in utah that know beach bunny and like i just don't ever want to say like oh yeah like i've talked to them like yeah <laughs> <laughs> played shows with them like uh <laughs> No big deal. No, but but it's like it's really no big deal because like we all just kind of are in the same scene Mm -hmm. and whatever. Like it's chill. But then in LA, it's really strange because I played um, like an acoustic show with like nobody there Mm -hmm. um, with this guy who was just like incredibly talented. His name's Nelson Cade, and then all of a sudden he got this residency recently at a restaurant in LA. And then Stevie Wonder came into the restaurant and he got to jam with Stevie Wonder, (laughs) which was like, what? That's absurd. Yeah. And so like, and then also, yeah, you get like in close proximity shows, like there's this um, hip hop, hip hop artist rapper that we both love named Duckworth. Mm -hmm. And we went to low end theory, which is like a hip hop party in LA that is unfortunately deceased. Yeah. (laughs) After like decade, like over a decade of being a thing. But you know, we're like right up against the stage with him and like, it's crazy. And it's like this cool time. And then Duckworth has been playing like huge shows and stuff like Mm. that. And it's like, not like Duckworth was small by any means at that point. Like, you know, not big time, but not small either, you know, Mm. but now he's like just getting even more and more airplay and even more and more attention. And we were like, right up next to him you know yeah, yeah. no it's like it's, la is a lot more like surprising right <laughs> where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You're, you're just surprised by all of a sudden there's just like 
there there is somebody just oozing talent or mm-hmm. oozing just like something special and it's just like whatever corner you walk around and then here it's like you watch people grow into their talent and um and kind of like share it with you and it's a lot more like every day where it's like <laughs> yeah like everybody that's like famous or popular here is like way more every day <laughs> yeah and in LA they're like glittery it's like mm-hmm. and then they like uh-huh. appear like nymphs i don't know <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> pop out of the woods like little <laughs> forest nymphs they just like appear it's so weird it's just like oh hi what yeah they just like make an appearance like hello <laughs> i i kind of am sure that everyone in la just like materializes in front of you and then like as soon as you like part ways with them they just like like dematerialize into the ether they're like beam me up scotty and they're gone. <laughs> that's crazy um <laughs> um can i ask about y'all's like writing process like mm-hmm. um like because i've only i mean i've only been able to listen to like the two singles that you have on your band camp mm-hmm. um that's everyone what everyone's been able to listen right, to right, right, right. <laughs> yeah um so uh, and and like your some of your lyrics and and um and your instrumentals are um by no means simple at all like it's it, you know I, I pulled up like one of your tunes and like all the lyrics are are written out like mm-hmm. they are on Bandcamp and and it was just like well like there you know a lot of lyrics that you look at somebody's lyrics and it's like you know little verse little chorus little verse little chorus and um, you look at your lyrics and it's like. Like it's just like a whole like just a a block of text and there's so much there Um, and all of your instrumentals are are like I said like kind of dense and I that's dense is not the right word but there's just a lot going on there Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of wondering sort of what the process of of writing is for for you guys well we're both just a lot yeah (laughs) so um, I I write most of the lyrics Um, Minnie writes. Uh, just at this point, um, yeah. Manet writes a lot of lyrics anyway, um, and I just don't share, share them. Yeah, um. she's, she's she's pretty well. Like she just hides them under her pillow. Kind of. Yeah, like. I, w- I, l- I wait. I let them gestate. Uh-huh. I let them like very and, and 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 it comes out in like very bits and pieces. Like when okay. I'm like, okay, this is like the lyric I absolutely know has to go here. Yeah, and then like. Nat is really good at filling out the rest of the space because right. I'm just I'm I'm good at like very short and pointed like phrases and that is great at crafting like a story yeah. oh very cool i've been writing yeah. lyrics for a really really long time because um, mm-hmm. you know like in all the other bands i was into mm-hmm. i wrote lyrics and i was like the vocalist and like rhythm guitar usually and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i i was usually the one doing that anyway so like that's mm-hmm. that's what kind of how it happened but like we we collaborate a lot on the instrumentals like one of us will kind of come up with a thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of pass it back and forth like we'll play catch so like i'll put a thing on the thing and i'll hand it over to me <laughs> like Manet. a looper or or just right, like a like, little instrumental like bitlet yeah like so i'll like play play some keys some synths and i'll be mm. like oh here Manet, like do something to it yeah Manet will do something to it and then i'll kind of take it back and i'll be like ooh, and then i'll like hand it back to Manet. <laughs> and that's how they kind of get so like complicated and like dense and stacked sort of is because keep building and building mm-hmm. little, little right bits and pieces we just keep like filling it out and filling it out because we really like like full sound kind yeah. of projects oh yeah 
And um, and it's like, how do we create an orchestra between two people? Pretty right, much. right. Yeah. And like, we both play a lot of instruments, and we both just have like that too much gene where it's like, let's just keep putting stuff on here. Yeah. <laughs> more is more. Yeah. yeah. So. More is more. But then also, like, it's wild because I'm really like a big fan of minimalist artists like James Blake. And yeah. Like Serpent with Feet. Serpent with Feet. Yeah. And Serpent with Feet. It's kind of like, okay, so I love these artists and I love their music and I want to incorporate elements of their music in mm-hmm. our music. So it's like, I. <laughs> the too much gene and we have the too much gene so it's like it's like songwriting is an exercise in restraint sometimes yeah um uh, yeah <laughs> it's hard to know where to stop or not stop like right. yeah yeah totally and like so sometimes we, you just don't like. yeah and we have this six song ep that we have been working on for like a year Ever. yeah and then mm-hmm. and like yeah so it's it's kind of wild like to see like how it has materialized and um we're still you know we're still like finalizing it right now yeah we have to finish everything today so we can send it to get mastered yeah (laughs) that's super exciting that's like i mean you're in the home stretch kind of we are in the home stretch and we're just like very ready to let it go (laughs) yeah it's time to release the baby yeah it's, it's time it needs to be free and yeah. it also just like it's so time for people to be like be able to hear other songs that aren't the same two songs we've had out since they're yeah. really great songs, january and march yes, it would yeah. be nice to hear some other ones as soon as i listened to those two i was like where's the rest <laughs> us where's too the- us too so yeah. yeah yeah that's super exciting um so uh, and again, like, you know, I've only listened to the two, because I've only listened to the two songs, I don't really know necessarily kind of what approach, if it's at all different, like with the EP that you're about to release. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, from what I've mm. listened to, it seems like you're willing to sort of manipulate the sound of the vocals a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I really like what you've done because I feel like, is it, is it, it's mostly Natalie's voice mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. I don't are you a little more present, Manet, in the EP or Um, you know, I've been see that's the thing about like vocal vocalization for me is that like I, I'm actually recovering from like years of not being able to sing. Oh okay. so I've been going through vocal rehab and vocal therapy and mm-hmm. so like Goodness. just just to just in terms of this EP, there there aren't that much of my vocals on it because I'm like, I sound like a dying horse. There's no way I'm going to like grace our music with this. I would say dying horse is like really rough, but yeah, like Manet and I, I've been, you know, going through vocal exercises with Manet and like, Mm -hmm. we've been singing together and stuff like that. You're fostering your relationship with your voice. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Because Manet, Manet used to be like a choir kid. Yeah, no, I was, when she was little and, um, and you know, took lead soprano and all that. And then, and took time off. And so we're just like re, we're getting Manet's voice back up to like smooth, smooth standards. When I was seven, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make my voice sound like I was seven again. Okay. So it's not 17 again, seven again, seven. (laughs) I honestly, wow. It would be sick to just sit in the basement and play runescape all day. Mm -hmm. I wish I was seven. Yeah. (laughs) I miss being seven. (laughs) But yeah, so um, probably when we come up with the album, Mm -hmm. Manet will have a lot more singing parts and stuff. And Manet will have like a lot more harmonies and do a lot of backup vocals and stuff like that. Because singing is still like my first love and passion. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like always going to be... I'll, I'll try to put myself forward like as like in a selfish way <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like I'm always gonna be a little bit domineering in that area because mm-hmm. it's like vocals are my baby that's your, that's your it's thing. that's my thing mm-hmm. but the thing is yeah we're getting Manet's voice back up and running and Manet has like been super improving 
Your voice, Yay. your voice gets better and better every day, baby. Yeah. It does though. It's so yeah. When the album comes, expect to hear a lot more of Manet's voice. Very cool, for sure. Um, and just in, in terms of like when you're recording the voice, uh, the vocals, it, it seems like to me the sort of the how how your vocals sound mm-hmm. like naturally is very well preserved with just like a little touch of like manipulation here and there, like mm-hmm. a little bit of like. I think there was like one little bit of like auto tune maybe in Yeah, there's like a little bit of glitch and a and little bit of auto tune. Yeah, like exactly. yeah, no, these are things that but like it, it's very not like I feel like you you know, I understand that like sometimes using auto tune is like a very uh, and like the glitchy sound is like a very mm-hmm. intentional sound and mm-hmm. that can be really great. I think it's very easy in my opinion, I think it's very easy to like O D on it real mm-hmm. quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um and I, I really like sort of the just little bit of like embellishment. Mm-hmm. that you've put in here and there and I was wondering if, if you had if both of you had kind of specific ideas about how much or how little manipulation you wanted to do on vocals when yeah. it comes to recording I mean it was really like it was really like a decision I made because like mm-hmm. I like I'm sitting there editing like not like this is for like skeptical specifically I'm thinking of um mm-hmm. That, like, you know, because it's such a long song and it has so many different, like, layers and it, it ebbs and flows. And so I was like, like, what was the note that I was hearing, like, to actually get hit right here? And so I was just like, oh, I can literally chop the little <laughs> sam- the little second of that word or note, yeah, pitch it up for five semitones, <laughs> and then put another one on top of that that was, like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing, like, extra harmonies, but digitally. Yeah. And that's, that's like, something you could not do like even i don't know 10 15 20 years ago so really it's just like oh wow i can really use the technology certainly not, of my yeah time certainly not with like the ease advantage. that you can now oh yeah absolutely and so like and yeah we like play with harmoni- like harmonizing like keyboards and and plugins a lot mm-hmm. and just to see like just to try things out yeah yeah and it be doesn't like, feel gratuitous the way that yeah. you've done it where it's just like playing with toys for the sake of playing with toys yeah. oh yeah we just yeah. like yeah we like sounds i always like like i appreciate a little hint of glitchy vocal i just mm-hmm. always do um a little like bjork like yeah a little bjork moment 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 um i yeah but i do love a bjork moment and mm-hmm. also like i kind of want to feel like a really sophisticated cyborg android that's like kind (laughs) of glitchy like that's just who i am as a person so like maybe if i sound like that on tape like it's really just revealing who you are as a person exactly (laughs) like i'm glitching on the inside so I mean, are we all a little bit? A Is little there anybody bit, yeah. who's not glitching on the inside? I'm worried if the, if people claim That's, that they're not glitching on the inner side. Yeah, they're yeah. they're denying themselves the yeah. true pleasure of glitching. <laughs> <laughs> Glitch out. Um, <laughs> um, so you're about to release this EP. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the EP. What is it called? What has been like the recording process and everything? So it's called Honey, Honey Mood. Mood. Honey Mood. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. You want to talk about the recording process? Sure. Um, the recording process for Honeymood <laughs> has so okay. I I think the first song that we like still got made for Honeymood was "Saint Nothing," right? Uh. Mm. And and so that I remember was like. Oh yeah, because I wrote that and I did not intend to make it an awe thing. And then it ended up being an awe thing because we needed songs to perform. And then it just fit. Yeah. 
So it was put under the umbrella of Ah and yeah. this EP. Yeah, and that like made the full like sampled um, uh, St. James Infirmary. Cab Calloway mm-hmm. loves Cap Calloway, and I do. Just like made it into this like trap beat, and I was like, yeah. "Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> <laughs> are you serious right now? Like, how are you not like hopping on this?" And so, um, and so like Natalie sent me the whole thing, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I hear, I hear exactly like what I would want to do over this, but then also like just makes it like, because it, it was all there. It yeah. was literally all there. I was just yeah. like, okay, so we just need to like put the armor on it. Yeah, and yeah. We added just like a little bit more percussive texture and stuff like that. Yeah, awesome. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a shaker hoe, so it's just if I, if I. Oh can yeah, play, everything. Like if you're Anything recording, if you are recording with Manet Hammond, <laughs> Manet will walk in with some kind of shaker and be all like. Yeah, this needs Manet a shaker. She actually has like a coat of shakers. Like, probably. your kids want some shakers. <laughs> if she could do that, she would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. Everything has a shaker on it. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's just like from. So, like, my family is really, we're like like in the house, um, scene here. Mm-hmm. They were like very much a part of that like burgeoning like art community and or community of house and so like my entire life i just grew up around like like afro-cuban textures Mm -hmm. and like latin music and like house music and just like layers and layers like poly like polyrhythms and and syncopation and so it just became like water to me and so now it's just like like whenever i make something i'm just like more percussion i just want to dance to it (laughs) in a certain way and then like yeah also all the rhythms just kind of like flow out oh yeah yeah absolutely oh man yeah i i love everything that i've heard the little bit that i've heard so far and i'm, I'm super I, I mean i obviously i haven't heard any of the ep yet but i'm super excited to hear the ep mm-hmm. and it's gonna be great yeah. um but we do all the recording like at home yeah we do it yeah like, really? we we've, yeah we, we have a very small amount of actual studio recorded like just wow. like real instruments yeah, on we went this into like, well, we have, like, a lot of real instruments, but we just oh, do yeah. a lot of recording at home. Right. So um, we make, like, a lot of electronic... Yeah. Like, a lot of the percussion ends up being either electronic or recorded. Totally. Um, yeah. And we went to our friend's um, studio to actually record a real Mellotron, because I just had a Mellotron patch mm-hmm. through Logic, which Logic's Mellotron sounds really great, but not as good as a real Mellotron. So we went and took advantage of that. But, yeah, like, even with vocals, we'll just kind of, like, put a blanket around the inside of the closet and just go for it. We take advantage of the knowledge that we've gained through doing sound and doing a lot of DIY stuff and just like try and make it sound as professional as possible because, you know, we don't have a ton of money. Totally. And no. the money okay, that yeah. we do have, we were like, oh, let's put it into mastering so it at least sounds good oh, yeah. on streaming services and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we also had to put money into merch finally because we never had any merch until now. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, well, you have to spend money on that. <laughs> Yeah, in some capacity, and I would rather not do merch my like do all the merch myself because I've done that before, and it's hard, some and it's hard, and really usually turns out crappy. To, so mm-hmm. to get somebody else to do it, right? It's, it's hard to kind of determine that balance of like doing things yourself and knowing when to spend the money to make have somebody else spend the time on it. Right. Yeah, because exactly. like time is money. I you know i've tried to make myself like able to do literally anything at any time and not have to rely on anybody else and sometimes i have to be like okay it makes you crazy i don't need the monopoly (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't need the creative monopoly on everything i do like it's okay to just like let it go (laughs) yeah totally yeah Mm -hmm. um (laughs) because it's actually actually funny enough like we were just talking with um 
uh, a photographer that we're going to be working with okay. um, for like our press kit and tomorrow. Yeah, pr- pretty much tomorrow. Um, and like we were just like bouncing ideas creatively back and forth, but it was like the topic of like how much to relinquish and how much to preserve like in what you create. Because sometimes if you do everything, it's just like you end up handing people like your your loop, your feedback loop, your internal loop, and it's like. Absolutely sometimes that's really amazing and beautiful and like incredibly unique and other times it's just like too much too much or like too revealing or like too like sometimes you're like oh i actually didn't want that to be in there Mm -hmm. and now people know that about me and now people are going to know that about me for the rest of my existence to have many ears and many eyes and all yeah. Of that. Yeah. It does. It really does. Yeah. Just like demarcating the line between like what to express and what is still private for us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. Um. So, uh, the two of you are doing this residency at Uncommon Ground. It's their homegrown residency. Mm-hmm. Um. And so you told me earlier you'd done your first show already. Yep. And you have another one. Is it this? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's right. It's Tuesday. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so you have this coming Tuesday. Well, okay. Let me think about when this episode is coming out. <laughs> so when the episode comes out, you will have done two shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do you have two more after that? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's every Tuesday of yeah. August. At, is it the is it the Lakeview location? Yes. Okay. The Clark yeah. Street. The Clark, Clark and, Street. Yes. The Clark, Clark and Grace ri- listening room, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and you are releasing the EP on the last residency yes. show. Is yes, that correct? Are. Okay. Yes, you got. How it. has has the residency been fun so far? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's really professional, and it's really funny because we ended up working with people that we already know, like, which is funny because like the person that was originally running sound, who's like employed there um, full time, is. Um, a friend of Manet's and works with co-worker Manet. of mine yeah and, and we're like yeah. also friends now because yeah, works with Manet in the Columbia AV department is what I was going to say mm-hmm. and then the person who's actually running sound for our shows is an intern at Uncommon Ground right now and um I've been in classes with them yeah, so I was she's, like <laughs> she's in my she's in my composition classes and she was actually an intern at Music Garage where I work um, and then one of the other interns at Music Garage for the summer interns also is interning at Uncommon Ground so oh my god so she like comes and tells me what to do when I'm doing residency stuff, and then we go over to work and I tell her what to do, <laughs> which is pretty funny. No, but uh, both in check. Yeah, but it's, we're both like 21, so it's just us going like, could you please like, <laughs> could you do this thing? Can you do this thing? I'm not really in charge here. We're like the same age, but um, but yeah, like. Rebecca, who runs the whole residency, mm-hmm. is super professional and like really organized, which is like so nice. Yeah, because like so many, so many things are not organized. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. And so like, yeah, she had handouts and like advances, and she was like, "Here's all the things you need to do, and here's a big compilation of things you can submit music to and submit events to, so you can yeah. get people in, and here's all of the things that you need to do." And yeah, she's on top of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that was that has been really really great, and also being able to play shows with who we pick, mm-hmm. and um. And just, like, being surrounded by so many really fantastic artists. It was, you know, like, as first nights usually are, the first night of the residency was, like, a little bit slow. Yeah, Um, totally. But people came, like, still. And that was kind of the awesome thing. It's, like, it didn't end up being just, like, oh, well, the bands are here. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like always a great thing to do when you're like doing your own music and you're like promoting yourself and like doing that work and you have to like market to your friends a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and you, like the best thing in the world when somebody walks in the door and you're like, none of us know that person. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you're like, who's that rando? I'm so glad they're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it when the randos show up. <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, also, Uncommon Ground has really good food. They do have really good food. So I love it. I got to experience how delicious their food was, too. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt this with Nacho Man Rando Savage. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. <laughs> I, Macho what? Man Rando Savage yeah. instead of Randy Savage? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're you're going to have to explain this to me in greater he's like detail. A re- he's like a wrestler. Uh, yeah, like a and w- it was just a play on words. Wrestler. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> See that's, see, that's how... What a random reference. Because... I know, I understand. It was very funny. And <laughs> just been sitting there, like, putting that together in her head. <laughs> like, as soon as rando was said, it just, like, started. Like, wait. I saw, the, I saw the cogs turning. I was like, what is Manet thinking about? Is it something profound? And then you say, macho man, <laughs> rando savage. <laughs> that's me. I'm sorry. It's pretty profound. No, yeah. it, was, it was great. Right, so that was, that was, yes, that was the right thing. Um, <laughs> um so... Is there anything else? Is there anything that you want people to know about the about the residency and the dates that you have coming up? It's very gay. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> everybody who's playing is gay. If you're not gay, don't. Sh- no, I'm just kidding. Gay-ish please, please, <laughs> yeah. Please, everybody do come. Whether you're gay, straight, or somewhere in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, doors doors are at seven thirty. Show starts at eight. You know, it's pretty every normal. Tuesday every August. Tuesday in August, and we have even more shows coming up through the end of August and September. We have like one lined up for the 31st, one lined up for the second. Oh, very cool. um, so we have like cool stuff coming up. I mean, that's kind of everybody's like sleep paralysis is like the local band standing in the corner saying big things coming soon. Right. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to do that to anybody, but yeah, it's like the street parking kind of sucks with the Cubs game. So get a lift or take some public transit. So it's easier to get there. Put some spot hero or something or, Oh yeah. yeah actually public transit is better. Yeah. Um, and the food is great, so even if you're not too hot on the bands, like come show up and eat some food and watch us because yeah. it's only ten dollars, and ten percent of that is donated to Black and Pink Chicago. Oh, yes. So, if you want to liberate um, queer people in prison, queer POC in prison, people yeah. living with AIDS, all of that, help them reintegrate into society exactly. and like get themselves on, back on their feet because that's like the most important thing after. Yeah. Being like be- being unincarcerated, like yeah, and Black and Pink is great to work with. They're fantastic, and if nothing else, like come and support Black and Pink. Yeah, through, yeah, absolutely. Through these donations, because we want to give as much as possible to them. Yeah, yeah, um, and definitely show. I mean, everybody should definitely come to at least the last show. Like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Honeymoon and like Supernova and Morgan Gold are crazy good. I mean, okay, everybody we've we have playing with us is crazy good. Like, right. I know that when this comes out, it'll be past the show, but like we're playing with um, Bailey Menzenberger next week, and Bailey Menzenberger released the indie album of the year. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I swear, like her album is so fantastic. Like there's their no album. reason. Sorry, sorry, their album. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Um. But their album is so fantastic, and like. I just wow. 
Yeah. It's, no, like we've both listened to it like multiple, multiple, multiple times and just love every mm. single song on that um, release. And uh, we also have Jess, Just Jacks and uh, this other band I happen to be in called Pleasures, which is just um, really but like that's, sep- that's the 20th. So it's the 20th and the 27th with Morgan Golden Supernova. And uh, we also have Boy on 13th show, which is. Um, they're just like also sad indie and really happy to just like um they're also kind of new on the scene so we're really happy to like help support other artists that are yeah also new on the scene yeah, yeah. and and, with you. Mm-hmm. and cloud tone is also on that show and cloud tone is like some of the best like math rock did we get them announced or not because i can't remember i actually can't yeah we did everything is fine yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm this like, is this is why I do the social media logistics. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I do the social media because I'm like retentive about everything, and Manet does like all of the cool design stuff and recording stuff and stuff like that. <laughs> because Manet is just like, yeah, let me just throw th- some stuff on it. Let me get the glitter going. Throw some stuff. And I've I've got like that big Libra energy where I'm like, okay, did we keep track of this? Did we keep track of that? Did we? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, I'm so excited to hear you guys. Um, I I definitely I should be able to come to the EP release at the very least. Um, so it's gonna be really exciting. I'm super excited for the release in general for new tunes. Um, yeah, uh, can you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find us under the name Ah O U X on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, the Twitter handle and the Instagram handle are Ah Band. Um, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, literally any streaming service under Awe. And also, um, our Bandcamp is Awe at Bandcamp. <laughs> um, because I don't know why. I didn't do it as Awe Band for some reason on Bandcamp. Because, is, yeah. Is your website, is your main webpage, is it, is it Awe Band or is it yeah. Awband.com. Awband.com. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Renee, were you going to say something? It looked like you were taking a breath. Oh, I'm, I'm redacting my earlier statement about um, not knowing whether or not Cloudtone was on the bill. They are on the oh. bill. <laughs> I told you. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank both of you <laughs> so much um, for, for taking the time to, to talk to me about your music and um, about your EP and your shows. And um, yeah, thanks so much. Really looking forward to hearing you live. Yee, we're excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for Bunny. Bunny. Georgie. Yeah. Georgie, Georgie is so cute. <laughs> I love bunnies. She's like the official podcast bunny. So, yep. you know, yeah, obviously every podcast has yes. one. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the po- pod- podcast mascot. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you.